Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It's so great to have you here with us for today's show. Today's show brought to you by our friends over at Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered the season with more than with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. My name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of this podcast. And on today's show, we'll talk about the latest NBA draft projections, give you a Duke in the NBA playoffs update, and then talk about some Duke baseball, softball, and women's lacrosse as we get set for the weekend ahead here on this Thursday. Again, my name is JJ Jackson, host of the show. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast. You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Be sure to also subscribe to our Lockdown Blue Devils YouTube page to watch the show daily. Thank you for making Lockdown Blue Devils your first listen every single day. Coming up as we get started on today's show, big news for the Duke men's basketball team, the five Duke basketball players that declared for the NBA draft. We're talking about Paulo Banquero, Mark Williams, A.J. Griffin, Wendell Moore Jr., and Trevor Keels. All five of those players received NBA draft combine invites. They all accepted them as they'll get the opportunity to have private interviews and workouts starting on May 18th. As we get closer to the deadline for players to make the decision whether or not they want to stay in the NBA draft, Trevor Keels is the one Blue Devil who has left that door open. 76 total players accepted NBA invites to go and participate in the NBA draft combine. In the, in the, as I said, Duke had five players who accepted those invites. That's the most in all of college basketball. The second most are the Gonzaga Bulldogs, as they had four players who accepted those NBA draft invites. Arizona was third. The Wildcats had three players. So Duke with the most players, as expected, it's a Duke class that's got a lot of players likely to be selected. Coach K has 68 draft picks since he took over as the Duke men's basketball coach in 1980. And with John Shire now taking over the program as the Duke men's basketball head coach, this is the last draft that will count towards Coach K's draft statistics. In 2019, the Duke Blue Devils joined Florida as the only school with three top 10 picks. In 2019, Duke had Zion go number one. It was R.J. Barrett going number three, and Cam Reddish went number 10. Gary Parrish from CBS Sports did a recent 2022 NBA mock draft. The number two pick, Paulo Banquero, going to the Orlando Magic. Number 11, A.J. Griffin going to the New York Knicks. And then number 13, Mark Williams going to the Charlotte Hornets. Number 24, Wendell Moore Jr. going to the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's talk about some of those fits. Paulo Bankero with the Orlando Magic. That's, I like that one. You're a top three pick. You're going to get a lot of playing time right away. It's a big discussion about those top three with Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, Jabari Smith out of Auburn, and then Duke's Paulo Bankero. Jaden Ivey at Purdue has gotten a lot of love lately. But it feels like Paulo Bencaro, AJ or Paulo Bencaro, Chet Holmgren, and Jamari Smith are those top three guys. So Gary Parrish has Paulo Bencaro going second 
to the Orlando Magic. Wendell Carter Jr. is on the Orlando Magic right now. He started his career by being drafted by the Chicago Bulls, but then Wendell Carter Jr. got traded over to the Orlando Magic, so that would be exciting to see those two guys team up together. Number 11, again in the CBS Sports mock draft, A.J. Griffin going to the New York Knicks. R.J. Barrett, of course, plays for the New York Knicks. We recently had a very short stint of Austin Rivers playing up there in New York. A.J. is from the state of New York. His brother starred at Syracuse. His dad, of course, is an assistant coach for the Toronto Raptors. It would be really cool to see A.J. get to go play for his home state, hometown team in the New York Knicks if he were to be a lottery pick. Mark Williams, number 13, a selection by the Charlotte Hornets. That would be awesome. Charlotte is in need of a big man. They've got a big man in Mason Plumley. Plumley's getting older in his career. Remember, he was on the 2010 national championship team for Duke as a freshman. Uh, Mason Plumley was really successful for Charlotte as a defender and a lob threat at the rim, but we know how impressive Mark Williams' defensive numbers were. He had uh, fourth most blocks in a single season at Duke. The first three in that category are all Sheldon Williams. Sheldon Williams had the best three defensive seasons blocking shots for Duke. Mark Williams had the fourth best. He was ACC Defensive Player of the Year Award winner. So many Duke fans in the state of North Carolina, myself included, and then being a Charlotte Hornets fan because I am a North Carolina native, I would love to see Mark Williams get the chance to play for the Charlotte Hornets. And then finally, Wendell Moore Jr., a projection in the first round to the Milwaukee Bucks. That would be outstanding to see him go up there. The reigning NBA champs, Milwaukee's trying to go back-to-back right now. They've got Grayson Allen in a good role for them. For Wendell Moore Jr. to go to a team where you don't have to be proven right away because Wendell Moore Jr. doesn't have as high of stock as these other guys. Grayson Allen, I think of his teammate, was a later draft pick himself. So I think it'd be great to see Wendell Moore Jr. go into that fit with the Milwaukee Bucks and start to make his career that way. Trevor Keel's not a first-round selection in that Gary Parish NBA mock draft. I don't know. There could be a little bit of buzz that uh, the longer we get in and without any word from Trevor Keels saying like, yes, I'm for sure staying committed to the draft process, I think more people are going to start to be uh, pretty optimistic about the idea and the chances that Trevor Keels could come back to Duke for his sophomore season. It's mock draft season, and so with that being said, all these draft experts are wanting to get ahead of the game, and for fun, they're going ahead and they're working on 2023 NBA mock drafts. Duke had three lottery picks in the 2022 mock draft from CBS Sports with Gary Parish. What if I told you they've got three right now in the ESPN mock draft for 2023? Number seven, Derek Lively II going to the Indiana Pacers. Number eight, Derek Whitehead going to the Portland Trailblazers. And then number 13, Kyle Filipowski going to the Atlanta Hawks in the ESPN 2023 NBA mock draft. I would love to know a little bit more about those players. Uh, We could just kind of look at their recruiting numbers, what we project them to be. I'm really going to be more excited about them once we can see them in Duke uniforms and start to form opinions of the Blue Devils in that regard. So exciting time. We've got some exciting draft projections, four projected first-round picks right now for the Duke Blue Devils in the first round, according to CBS Sports' Gary Parish when he threw that out there. When we come back in just a moment, we'll talk a little bit more about the NBA playoffs, how former Duke Blue Devils are faring there right here on Locked On Blue Devils. 
Today's show of Locked On Blue Devils brought to you by our partners at Bet Online, continuing to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Again, we've already got the 2022 College Football Conference Championship odds. Duke, the worst odds in the ACC. They're listed at 500 to 1 to win that ACC football championship. We're talking about our friends. Bet online where the game starts. Moving forward here on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils, my name is JJ Jackson. I'm the host of the show. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We love when you write out five-star written reviews. Five-star Friday is where we give shout-outs. If you can leave those five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast platform, I read some of them on the five-star Friday edition of the program. It would mean the world if you took the time. Press pause if you're listening to this podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, go over to the Apple Podcast platform and write out a five-star rating and review. That would mean a whole lot. Talking about the Duke Blue Devils in the NBA right now in the playoffs, a couple of really exciting series. Tonight, we're going to have game six between the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers, and then we'll have game six between the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. Those series don't feature many Blue Devils. Elton Brand, of course, is the general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers. Seth Curry was playing for the Sixers for his father-in-law, Doc Rivers. That's right, Seth Curry married Callie Rivers, the daughter of Doc Rivers, and of course the sister of Austin Rivers, the former Dukey. But Seth Curry was traded to the Brooklyn Nets in the Ben Simmons trade, so he's not participating in that series. Last night, however, saw a couple of Blue Devils in action. We saw the Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies destroyed the Golden State Warriors. They were leading by 50-plus points at one point. The big three for the Warriors and Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green did not have strong showings. Steph Curry finished with 14 points. Draymond Green finished with five. Clay Thompson finished with 19. As again, the Grizzlies were leading by 50 plus points. They were winning the series three games to one. Memphis had to pick up a big win, and they did. They defeated the Warriors by 39 points. Tyus Jones last night started the game, he had 24 minutes of action. Scored 21 points on 8 of 12 shooting, 4 of 6 for three-point range, 9 assists, and no turnovers. Currently, the star John Morant for the Memphis Grizzlies has not played the last two games. Tyus Jones has been the starting point guard in his absence, and the Grizzlies have played really well. Tyus Jones in particular has played really well. Another game five last night, the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Boston Celtics 110-107, to so the Bucks took a 3-2 lead. Grayson Allen for Milwaukee had a solid night. Eight points, two rebounds, five assists coming off the bench for Milwaukee. And then Jason Tatum, of course, the star for the Celtics, 34 points, six rebounds, four assists. We'll see game six of that series coming up tomorrow. It got me thinking when we're talking about Grayson Allen and Tyus Jones, that 2015 national championship team for Duke, who do you think is the best player from that team in the NBA, their NBA career, who ended up being the best player. Leave your thoughts in the comments section here on YouTube below. 
I'll give you a refresher of some of the numbers and stats on those guys. Jalo Okafor was the top pick of that team. Of course, he was the freshman of the year in the ACC, the ACC player of the year in 2015. Jalo Okafor was the number three overall pick that season. He played 247 games in his NBA career. Okafor actually was not on an NBA roster this past season. and His career kind of tailed off. 10.4 points per game, four rebounds per game, 54.2% shooting from the floor. Jalil Okafor just didn't develop a shot from the outside, and the NBA has really become such a space-driven league. It was kind of difficult for Ja to find a role at the next level uh, in the NBA. Also, Justice Winslow, the number 10 pick of that draft in 2015, 315 games. His career is still going, but a lot of injuries for Justice. 8.4 points per game, 4.2 rebounds per game, 42.8% shooting from the floor, 31.5% shooting from three-point range, 63.4% shooting from the free throw line. So Justice has been more of a ball distributor throughout his NBA career. Not much of an offensive threat. And the three-point shot's not there. Currently playing for the Portland Trailblazers. He was drafted by the Heat. Played alongside Dwayne Wade for a couple of seasons before Wade retired. Winslow kind of shifted into more of a primary ball-handling role. Then was traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. Last year, we had Tyus Jones, Grayson Allen, and Justice Winslow all on the Grizzlies together, which was a reunion for this 2015 National Championship team. And then in the offseason, we saw Winslow traded to the Clippers. At the trade deadline this season, Winslow was traded to the Portland Trailblazers, and that's where he currently plays. Other options from that 2015 National Championship team, Tyus Jones, 24th pick overall, played really well last night in the playoffs for the Grizz. He started his career with the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's played in 455 games, 6.2 points per game, 3.7 assists per game. The last four seasons, he's led the NBA in assists to turnover ratio, which is outstanding for Tyus. Grayson Allen played four full seasons of basketball for Duke, so not as many games as his colleagues because his career hasn't been that long in the professional level. This is really just his third season. 192 games for Grayson, 9.4 points per game, 39.3% shooting from the floor. The Bucks are already his third NBA team. One season with the Jazz, one season with the Grizzlies, and now one season for the reigning NBA champs. Milwaukee Bucks. Grayson's been really good and really productive this season for Milwaukee. You also got Emil Jefferson on that 2015 team who went undrafted, played in 30 games, 1.4 points per game, 1.5 rebounds per game. Marshall Plumley was undrafted, played a little bit in the NBA. His stats are not overwhelming either. And then Quinn Cook, if you want to talk about team accomplishments, Quinn Cook was undrafted. He's played 188 career NBA games. 6.4 points per game, 40.8 shooting from three-point range. Really productive shooter for Quinn Cook. He is a two-time NBA champion. He's got two championship rings, one with the Golden State Warriors, and then one in 2020, the championship won in the bubble by the Los Angeles Lakers. So team accomplishments, Quinn Cook has been the most productive NBA player from that 2015 national championship team for Duke. But if I have to pick one, I saw our buddy Zion Ogiletti at Duke NBA on Twitter highlight the fact that Tyus Jones has had one of the best seasons, one of the best careers so far from that 2015 team. A little surprising because we thought Okafor would be more dominant. Maybe Winslow would have a bigger offensive role. Tyus Jones just gets it done.
He's been a fun player to watch. Who do you think is the best NBA player from that 2015 Duke team? Let me know in the comments below. In just a moment, we'll wrap up our show by giving you some updates on the Duke softball, the Duke baseball, and also we'll give you a little bit of love with the Duke women's lacrosse team as they get set for the NCAA tournament here in just a moment on Locked On Blue Devils. Thanks for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen every day. Make sure you go check out Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. As we move forward here on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils, Duke Baseball lost on Tuesday night at East Carolina 5-4. Another tough loss for the Blue Devils on the road. They're now 20-7 overall, 9-15 in ACC play. Three games coming up this week versus NC State over the weekend. All those games are being played at Jack Coombs Field on the campus. One game at Davidson, and then Duke closes out the regular season next week at Virginia Tech. They've got the ACC Baseball Championship coming up after that in Charlotte, North Carolina. A reminder that Duke won that event last year. They're the reigning Duke Baseball ACC Championship champions. It's just going to be a, a bit of a difficult challenge for Duke to do that again this season. Duke Women's Lacrosse will play tomorrow as they open up the first round of the NCAA tournament. Number 13, Duke, 15-3 on the season, taking on number 25, Johns Hopkins, who's 10-8 on the year, 3 o'clock Eastern start in that one. Duke leads the all-time series versus Johns Hopkins, 7-1. Seven wins for Duke, one for Johns Hopkins. If Duke were to win tomorrow, they would play again on Sunday against number 2, Maryland, at 2.30 p.m. Eastern start. Duke played Maryland in the NCAA tournament last year, and the Blue Devils women's lacrosse team actually won that game 13-12. Again, Duke men's lacrosse snubbed from the NCAA tournament this season, but the women's lacrosse team gets set to play next or this weekend. They'll play tomorrow to see if they can move on to the second round. Our final update for you today on the program, I want to talk a little bit about the Duke softball team. They're taking on Georgia Tech today in the ACC tournament. They're calling it the ACC championship in softball. Duke is the reigning champs. They won it last year as a three seed. This is the first time ever they're a two seed. The Virginia Tech Hokies, the number one seed in the ACC. It's number two Duke versus number seven Georgia Tech. Five o'clock Eastern today. The game's being played in Pittsburgh. Duke leads the all-time series versus Georgia Tech seven to two. Again, remember Duke softball's only six or seven years into their existence. Duke swept Georgia Tech for, or excuse me, March 4th through the 6th earlier this season. I had the pleasure to be one of the play-by-play announcers for Duke Softball and Georgia Tech on the ACC Network Extra for that series. Got to see Duke play. Jamison Cable had a 556 average, two homers, three RBIs. She was the ACC Co-Player of the Week after those performances against Georgia Tech, and that's who Duke will play today in the quarterfinals of the ACC softball tournament. They're playing Georgia Tech because yesterday NC State lost 4-2 to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Duke softball this season, the home runs have been the story. Last year, they set the record in a single season with 47 team home runs. This year, Duke has had 86 team home runs, 
So this is the Duke softball single season record. We learned that earlier this week, six players were named to all ACC teams. Jamison Cable and Peyton St. George were named to the first team all ACC. Christina Foreman, second team. Rachel Crabtree, Cameron Jackson, Anna Gold all made third team. And Anna Gold was also a part of the all ACC freshman team. Duke softball leads the ACC in batting average at 335. They lead it in slugging percentage at 625, on base percentage at 425, home runs per game at 1.83, scoring at 7.4 runs per game, and they lead the ACC in ERA at 1.74. Duke is also top 10 nationally in all of those statistics. So I really like Duke's chances against Georgia Tech today. We'll see if they can pick up that win, advance to the semifinals, as Duke looks to defend their ACC tournament championship crown. It's an exciting time for this Duke softball program. Exciting edition of today's edition of Lockdown Blue Devils. Really do appreciate you listening to us wherever you listened. Thank you for making us your first listen today. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. And you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each day. Now check out the Locked On Blue Devils pod, or the Locked On ACC podcast with Candace Cooper. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.